Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Welcome to episode 276. Wow, we've made it that far. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my partner's endeavor. He's back, he's back, he's back, Ken Pullen. Yeah, back from some cooler weather than Georgia. We kept looking at the uh, the forecast in Georgia. It seemed like it was around 100 degrees, and it was about 62 in Scotland, so it was very nice. Did did you try the haggis? Uh, maybe just a little bit of it, uh, but we got our fill of fish and chips. I think Luke ate fish and chips for every meal. Had a, quite a few uh, Guinness. Quite a few tenants is there sort of their light you, beer. You, you understand Guinness is not Scottish, it's Irish. It's not, it's not, but they served it in every bar. And then uh, the kind of their Miller Lite of uh, Scotland was a, a beer called Tenants, which was pretty good. Good and cheap. Good and cheap. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that, that describes quite a few of the girls I dated when I was single. <laughs> No, it was a great trip. We actually rented a car and drove 12 days around Scotland. Uh, scared my family to death a couple times when I went on the wrong side of the road. But overall, it was uh, it was kind of an enjoyable driving experience. In part of Scotland we were in, it was called the Isle of Skye, which is just an incredible place. But almost all the roads are one-lane roads, and they've got these little turnoffs every 50 or 100 yards. I just couldn't get over how many one-lane roads were in this remote area of Scotland we were in. Well, you know, I, I, I'm in, I'm incredibly blessed with with the way I grew up, being an airline family. Um, I have friends in Scotland. Ah, that's uh, awesome. So after my first knee surgery, I've I've had two now. Uh, Archie hit me up on Skype, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he, he was he was just checking on me with with the knee surgery, and I said he had gotten uh, a double knee replacement. And I said, "Well, how does it feel?" He goes, "Well, they don't hurt anymore." <laughs> so I told him, "I said, well, you wore your knees out uh, crawling from pub to pub because David, that's offensive. I didn't always crawl. Sometimes <laughs> I was carried." <laughs> yeah, we we hung out in quite a few good pubs. It was. Uh... And, and the accents, and I mean, I know I've got a crazy accent also, but I know the ones over there were, it was funny how, especially all the women talked, you know, it's kind of that, what you just did, very expressive, very emotional. That's how they all talk to each other. The conversations are, are very, uh, very much like that, very loud and very emotional type conversations. It was cool to, oh, no, it's, cool to it's, sit around and listen to. It's it's fantastic, and when Archie comes and visits, and and he does from time to time, he he comes and visits. Uh, I can understand him for the first hour, <laughs> but by the by the time he's he's uh, uh, halfway into a bottle of whiskey, <laughs> uh, and then we visit to some yeah I, yeah that's how everybody there's drinking starts early over there it really does. <laughs> <laughs> But 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 uh, uh, the Scottish people are fantastic. They are. They were super nice. Uh, no problems with the people at all. I, I was telling you earlier that it was so different being over there. I think I saw one police officer in 14 days or in 12 days that we were over there. There's, there's just 
there's no police presence in the entire country of Scotland. It was almost shocking that you drove down the road and didn't see people checking uh, radar or seeing if you were talking on your phone or, or had your seatbelt on or, or had a tail light out. It was well, really the, the, different. That's that's not the entire UK. I, I can assure you <laughs> no, that. No, uh, I'm sure down I, around I, London is completely different. Yeah, as as a fan of of uh, uh, of how uh, uh, oh damn it, uh, um, <laughs> you know you know what I'm talking about with uh, uh, Jeremy Clarkson. Oh, I don't. You have to keep going here. <laughs> oh, oh, you you don't you don't know Jeremy Clarkson? No, I don't. Never heard that name. Uh, Top Gear. Okay. Okay. Uh, 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 f- fantastic show. Fantastic show. Um, but but they they have they have uh, chronicled very well the the problem the problems with like traffic cameras and stuff like that. Oh, there were some traffic cameras, and that's what the family was joking about. They said when we get back home, I'll probably have ten or fifteen different. Uh, speeding ticket violations that are sent to me in the mail. <laughs> so I'm just waiting on that to drop. <laughs> well, I guess I should give give the introduction. This week we have uh, Cratering DeSantis, Lynn Wood rears his ugly head, That Guy's Not Real, Billionaire Suing, Riptides, if, if if you're rich, you can't afford a mortgage. Uh, if you're not rich, you can't afford a mortgage. Yep. Coke. That's true. In the balls. Margie is on the outs. And White House Blues. Yeah, a lot of good topics this week. We'll have to run through them. Uh, so to speak. <clears throat> <laughs> so what's going on with DeSantis? He is cratering in the polls. He is. I really thought the launch of his campaign, I thought he was going to put a challenge up to Trump and I thought he'd get a lot more momentum, bigger push or a bigger bump in the polls when he came on board. I thought he was going to be sort of the alternative to Trump. And I don't know if you've seen the polls lately, but he started off uh, and he's dropped probably 10 or 12 percentage points. And he's almost at a point where, and you mentioned this earlier, where Vivek Ramaswamy, is really close to being in second place uh, behind and, President and, Trump at this point. And I really like Ramaswamy. I do too. I think I like I like what he talks about. I really do. And he's getting some airtime, which could be the bump in the polls that you know that he's getting. Uh, man, DeSantis has has a problem, and his problem is is not political. His problem is he doesn't connect. No, he's not a good retail politician at all. And I think that's what's become very obvious is he's not good one-on-one with people and he's not good in crowds. Uh, I think he's a good governor, but he's not uh, not a politician. He's he's a fantastic governor. Yeah. And I I think he would be a fantastic president, but he does not connect. Nope, he's not connecting in places like Iowa and places like New Hampshire, where those are more, you've got to go around to cafes and bars and where people get their hair cut and you got to talk to people. And he's he's just not connecting. Uh, he's not connecting in those areas. And I don't think he will. I mean, I, I think 
I think DeSantis is done, and yeah, there's really no alternative at this point. I, it, it, yeah. it, and I that hate him for him because I, 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 I like him. Um, I don't like the 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 BS that he does, the the throwing throwing baseballs with 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 uh, uh, with reporters. I I I don't. I, he has tried everything he can to be a normal human, and he's just mm-hmm. not. No, he's not. Uh, he's really not. He, I, I think he would be an excellent executive. I, I really do. But he just he can't connect, and he is not going to make it. Nope, he doesn't have that it factor that politicians need to actually really connect with people, and he's not going to make it, which... You know, some, this is what I keep, I've talked about this on the show two or three times. I still think there's room for Governor Kemp to get in this race, and I still think he does. There's There's been more talk this week about Governor Kemp and Governor Youngkin of Virginia. And when are one of those two guys going to jump in and be the Trump alternative? Because you can go down the list. I mean, Nikki Haley's got no chance. Tim Scott's got no chance. Uh, Chris Christie's got no chance. There's no... Trump, there's now, no alternative I, I, to Trump. And I, I think will Kemp's t- it. I really do. I, I, I will tell you something about Christie is he gives a great interview. <laughs> he's yeah, he is. That's why he's been successful in politics. So he does have you know, that. He he's a he's a fantastic debater. I would love to talk to Christie. Um mm-hmm. just just because he is he is so smart. Uh, do I think he has a chance? Hell no. Yeah, he's got zero chance. I don't know if you but, saw the thing that the Trump campaign put out where Christie was asleep on the airplane and he looked like just a walrus that had just, you know, collapsed yes, on it, this airplane. And Yes, he's fat. <laughs> and he's, as as a fat man, I you know, I, I, I understand that. But, you know, I, but Chris, Christie is... Enormously, enormously smart. Yes, he is. Uh, he he is he he's fantastic. Uh, nobody could beat him on a on a debate stage. If if you actually had a debate, what we have now is not debating. No, we're uh, done with debates. There's no such yeah. thing anymore. Yeah, but if you went Lincoln Douglas style debating, there's nobody that that that, that could beat Christie. Uh, he's, he, he's super, 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 super smart, but he has no chance. Nope. So, uh, look, I know it's July. Uh, this will come out on the 10th. I think I really think by September, Governor Kent will have declared his candidacy for president of the United States. And I think he has a shot. I don't Um, think he, I, I don't think he does. We'll, we'll have I, to debate I, this and set. We'll have to look back yeah, on this I, in I, September. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think he has the he, he has the the name recognition to do it. I don't know. He's uh, he, he's. Uh, I think a lot of people know who Governor Kemp is now, and I think he's building up his international profile. You've seen he's been taking quite a few trips internationally lately. He's uh, he's doing everything to me that that says he's running for president. You know who does not like him. <laughs> Who's that? Lynn Wood. No, not at all. So, so Lynn Wood gave up his law license 
Yeah, and if everybody remembers, this is the guy that was uh, really big after Trump lost, uh, you know, the election in 2020. Landwood came down to Georgia, and he was, you know, suing everybody and all this stuff about the, you know, the election and how Trump won Georgia. Uh, yeah, so that's the same guy we're talking about here. So he has given up his law license in Georgia, and there was a reason he did this, right, Dave? Yeah, because because he's a jackass. <laughs> But he was also facing a lot of discipline and possible disbarment in Georgia over what he did after the election of 2020. So instead of going through the process and potentially getting disbarred, he just said, hell, I'll never practice law again in Georgia and I'll just release, I'll just give up this law license. Yeah, because he's making more money not being a lawyer. Oh, a lot uh, more. Yep. Yeah. He, 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 Lynn Wood is a jackass. Yeah, and look, I, I think it's I think it sticks over though. I don't I hadn't seen him as much on Fox News lately. I mean, is he really out there now, or is it more uh, the alternative uh, kind of news? Newsmax, yeah, Newsmax. Uh, no, yeah. Lynn, Lynn Woods a jackass. Um, he, I, I, I don't, I don't even know how how to describe Lynn Wood. Yeah, I don't know. He's um, a grifter. I mean, just. Yeah, he's uh, you know he's friends with a, pr- a frequent person we mentioned on this uh, on this podcast, which is Candace Taylor. I think they're they're best buddies, but they're just professional grifters at this point and can't get away from this twenty twenty election. You know, I dislike him so much that <laughs> I will not buy a my my pillow. <laughs> so you're going with Mike Lindell, also. Yeah, so Mike Lindell. You're, you're, yeah, you're grouping them all together. Yeah, I mean they're all they've all got the same stick at this point. It's uh, and look, that's where Trump is. My my son's actually going to a TPUSA event in Florida next week, and Trump's speaking. And that's what we were talking about. Is there's no message of the future with Trump. There's nothing that if you re- reelect me, this is what I'm going to do. Is still all about 2020 and the, the stolen election. And I, I don't know. I don't know where Republicans are in their thinking I, at this I, point. I, I don't. I don't I, think that's that that's a winning message. No, it's not at all. I mean, you, you've got to you've got to talk about the future here if you're Trump, and somehow you've got to pivot. And talking about 2020 is it may be a winning message in the primaries next year, but it's not against President Biden. And I hate it because because I do not like uh, 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 Biden at all. No, because I don't think he makes it another term. And I think you've got a president, Kamala Harris, at that point. And you know, who wants that? I don't think Democrats don't even want her to be president. I'm not I'm not even sure that that he's he sticks with with Harris uh, going forward. Yeah, we'll talk about this later. I've got some theories on this, uh, this White House and <laughs> Kamala and what's going on up there. Yeah, I mean, she... Yeah, she's not a winner. No, not at all. But but you know that I don't know, man. Uh, um, she she's an embarrassment. She's mm-hmm. absolutely an embarrassment. Yeah. But we have imaginary people on airplanes. Oh my goodness! This story has been everywhere this week, and I don't know the lady's name. But if you miss this, a lady had a major freak out on an American Airlines flight this week in Dallas. Uh, she she basically said, "You know, I'm I'm telling you, I'm getting the f off, and there's no 
reason why I'm getting the F off and everyone can either believe it or, or they cannot believe it. Basically, she says she was sitting next to a imaginary person on the plane. <laughs> and she's hot. Yeah, that, that was part of it. I mean, that's kind of, um, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. But, you know, supposedly this lady is sitting on an airplane beside this guy that's covered in tattoos. He's got a a, a shirt on, and she asked him what to deal with his shirt. And he said he was a Freemason. And he had like a Freemason ring on, and he starts talking to her about being a Freemason. And she had she had a problem with Freemasons, and the, it went it went off the rails, right? So he puts his hoodie on. She looks at him and she says, you're an imaginary person. And she is getting off the plane at this point. All right. So <laughs> all I can think of is the, um, is, is William Shatner. <laughs> you know, he, he was, he, he was on, um, he, uh, uh, what's the name of the show? Um, oh, which one? Uh, uh, you have to help me. It was not. It was not uh, Star Trek. It was way before that's, that. That's what I was. That's what I was going to guess. No, Star it Trek. was way, way, way before that. But William Shatner, when he looked out and he saw a gremlin on the uh, on the wing <laughs> of the airplane. Oh, you okay. know what it is. You know what it is. I mean, I. Again, brain nightmare farts. at twenty thousand feet. Is that what it is? Twilight yes. Zone. Yes, Twilight okay. Zone. Yeah, there we go. And uh, uh, this is this is before he 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 went on to the Starship Enterprise. Uh, but that's the only thing I could think of. But this woman had absolute fear in her voice, though. You can almost, I mean, you can sense this lady is terrified. Now, I've seen a lot of people saying she had a gummy with too much TAC in it or she had too much alcohol prior to the plane. But this woman was seriously in fear for her life. I've never seen anybody react this way where she looked that scared to be somewhere. Man, I, I don't know. Uh, you, you there, There's also people who take sleeping medication before getting on a, getting on a flight. And, mm-hmm. and 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 they act funny. Yeah, um, it's uh, yeah. This is a weird one. I mean, she she was not just disturbed; she was like fearful. Like she really thought this plane was going down and she was going to die. So, and and they ended up letting her off. I mean, the flight was delayed for three hours. They let the lady off. They didn't charge her with anything, which I'm surprised they didn't charge her with any type of crime. Uh, uh, but they but, but, but they but finally got crime? her off and let her go on her own way. What crime would you charge her with? I don't know. I mean, I thought there was some something where if you disturbed a, a plane, the FAA would get no, you. No, no, for- no. There is, but it, it, what you just described is she was it was fearful of her life. Yep. So yeah, yeah how do you, mean, how do you she, charge her with that? Right. Yeah, yeah. She was honest about it. Is yep. Is you know she was running for her life. I, I don't. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how you charge her, charge her with the crime. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Uh, certainly, I, I don't know how how you convict her of a crime. <laughs> no, not after watching that video because something was going on. This lady was really terrified and hot. <laughs> yes, you have mentioned that. 
So we have Twitter suing Facebook. Yeah, this is funny. This is Elon Musk going up against Mark Zuckerberg. And what prompted this is, I don't know if you saw it this week, but uh, there's this new feature on Instagram called Instagram Threads, uh, which uh, you can participate in, which is very, very similar to Twitter. So what Elon Musk is saying is Mark has then stolen intellectual property from him in developing Instagram threads. So this is, yeah, billionaire soon billionaire. Just friggin' fight. <laughs> I'm we, ready for we, that. They, they already said that they want to square off. Just yes, friggin' and they're both fight. training for it. So, so supposedly Mark Zuckerberg already takes ninjutsu and is a, a pretty good athlete and stays in really good shape. I don't know if you've seen Elon. Elon doesn't look like he. Uh, yeah, is, but, but but uh, he's not in the gym very often. But he's working out now. Uh, I, I assure fight. you, I can I can whip Mark Zuckerberg's ass. He's gonna be a little quicker than we are, Dave. Though I mean, Zuckerberg is probably one sixty soaking wet. Uh, you know, it, yeah. it does it does remind me of a friend of mine <laughs> who who was talking about uh, Manny Pacquiao, and he says. <laughs> okay. He, he's so small. He goes, I don't think he can whip my ass. And his buddy says, you couldn't catch him at a phone booth. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. He would wear you out, and then, uh, then it's a different story. Yeah, this is, I guess I reckon the same thing is, is the problem with Zuckerberg is, is he, he could circle around the octagon long enough to, mm-hmm. to wear my ass out. Yep, and then he comes in. So, yeah, that. Look, there's a lawsuit coming, and I know we mentioned a fight, but supposedly Mark and Elon are going to get in a steel cage and have a little boxing competition pretty soon, wrestling meet. So we'll, I don't know if we'll, I don't know if that'll ever happen or not, but these guys are both training for it. <laughs> and again, I really think I could, I could take Zuckerberg. I, 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 <laughs> I be being 270 pounds, I think I could take Elon too. Um, yeah, you know, I'm a big dude and, and and I, and I've been a few, in a few scrapes, but, uh, uh, I, 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 I am pulling for Elon on that one. Yep. I am too. So what's up with the riptides killing people in Florida? Man, what is going on here? I don't know if everybody's seen this, but down around Panama city, 11 people have died over the previous two weeks. And it's all around these riptides that are coming through. So, I mean, I know they've had, most of the time there's been either red flags or double red flags, which the double red flag, you can't even stick your toe in the water uh, without potentially getting a ticket. But yeah, this, uh, look, these are not kids. These are grown adults that are being swept out in these riptides. And, I guess I've never been in one day, but I'm assuming what happens when you get in one is you just panic and you're supposed to kind of swim down, you know, down with the riptide and well, stay afloat. I, 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 I have been in them, uh, being a yeah. Floridian, uh, you, you swim parallel to the beach. Right. To get out of it. Uh, um, this is something that, that we were taught as Floridians in school. Mm hmm. There's a couple things that that would that, that <laughs> we were taught how to run from alligators and how to swim out <laughs> of a riptide. I I, I I kid you not. So is the uh, riptide actually pulling you under, or is it just taking you sort of 
it's out, pull, it's, down it's the, pulling you out. Okay, it's pulling you out, and you get scared and try to battle the riptide, and eventually just run yeah, out yeah, yeah. If you, if you try to if you try to swim against it, it wears you out, and and you die of exhaustion. Yep, and that's uh, what's happening. So if 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 you keep your head and you swim parallel, uh, you can swim your way out of it. And they showed an aerial photo of Panama City a couple of days ago. And you could see where all the riptides had made these lines in the sand. And there was like two levels of riptides uh, over the past couple of weeks have done this. Uh, and it was also a professional football player that died down around the Miami area. I don't think it was a, a, a riptide situation, but it was. Uh, but so there's been a lot of deaths in Florida this year in the ocean. And this, uh, you know, this will, if my wife ever goes back down there, she'll never let me back in the water after all this has occurred. You tell that woman to mind her business. <laughs> <laughs> it just shows how dangerous the ocean is. I mean, you know, my wife's aunt, uh, who lives down in Manchester, her boyfriend's brother died. He was one of the people out of these eleven. We didn't know. We didn't know him. He lived up in the Lagrange area. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we this has touched sort of close to home with uh, people dying in these reptiles down in Florida. But 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 here's the thing. If you know how to react to it, also if you obey the flags. Yes, that's a big part of it. You know, it, 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 if 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 you obey the flags, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um if you know how to swim out of it, you're fine. Yep. Um like I said, you know, this is this this is how I grew up. I, I grew up in South Florida. So mm-hmm. It, it it just wasn't a big deal to us. We, you know, we knew what to do. You you swim parallel to the beach, and as soon as it stops pulling you, you come back in. Yep. Um, but you know, I understand that everybody doesn't doesn't grow up that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, everybody doesn't grow up learning how to run from alligators either. I know exactly. You know, it's. It, it, and, and and people would think it's funny the fact that we actually had a class on how to run from alligators. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's 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 one of those things. If if you get in the water on a double red flag, that's on you. Yep, exactly. All right, Kenny, how much makes you rich? <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a funny story I saw online, but so they surveyed about 2,500 U.S. adults this week. Uh, they said, on average, to feel financially secure, they would need to earn $233,000 a year. And to feel rich or attain financial freedom, they'd need to earn $483,000. This was a survey that came out on bankrate.com. And look, just for comparison, so people said, you know, two hundred thirty-three thousand, I feel secure. Four eighty, I feel rich. Just for comparison, the average income in two thousand twenty-one was fifty-six thousand dollars. So, all right, you know, so five I, I, times what they're making now to feel rich or to feel financially secure. I, I'm, I'm going to parlay parlay this into another story. Did <laughs> Did you hear about the guy who has two hundred thirty-three million sky miles? No, I didn't. Wow. All right. So 
1990, America, uh, uh, Continental, what is Continental, offered a unlimited pass. And it was $290,000. And he bought it. And okay. S- since then, he has racked up 230, uh, uh, 290 million sky miles. So there's a guy out there in the world with an unlimited pass to fly on Delta. No, uh, Continental. Continental. But what is Continental now? Or did, is that where he got all his sky miles from? Yes. Ah, I got you. Uh, he, he, and this he guy's is, not spending he, his 200-something million sky miles? He once spent a month without touching the ground. Wow. Uh, other than he, he would he would land go to, go to whatever whatever the club is that Continental has, and then hop on another flight. Wow, I don't like flying that but, much. But here's the thing: when you when you when you when you adjust the 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 money from 1990 when he did it was seven hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Okay. So what 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 people consider rich is interesting to me, because uh, the guy the guy is a is a consultant for for car dealers or whatever I I don't know he mm-hmm. does he he obviously does very well, but the the fact that the people think that that you know two hundred fifty whatever a thousand is 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 rich. They have no idea. <laughs> no, not at all. But two hundred thirty-three thousand dollars a year is a good income. Uh, you can live in pretty much anywhere you want outside of the major cities very comfortably on two thirty-three. I don't know where you came up with I, that number, though. I don't know where people just I, came I, up with I, yeah. outside of L.A., San Francisco, New, New York. York. Yeah. You know, two hundred thirty-three thousand dollars a year living in New York, you're a pauper. Yeah, you're not. You're, yeah, you're gonna have a trouble with two thirty-three. You're not but, living in a city. Yeah, that 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 number is is so is so <laughs> binary because you, you're you're not taking into consideration where people live. Um, no, you're not. Uh, living in Paulding County, making two hundred thirty-three thousand dollars a year, you do very well. Mm-hmm. But if if you're living in New York, you can you're in a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah, I mean that's the deal with the minimum, uh, you know, minimum rate or whatever the you know the people make. Uh, it's the same way. Like ten dollars an hour where I live is different than ten dollars an hour in New York. So that's well, why yeah, we don't. It, it, Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. My point is, yeah. is that's why the federal government having uh, setting that uh, is stupid, right? That should be a state. You know, if states want to say you've got to pay people minimum wage and a minimum wage. Need, I don't believe in a minimum wage anyway, but it sh- it never should have come from the federal government. It should come from, at the state level. And if New York wants to say minimum wage is fifty dollars an hour, Georgia won't say it's ten. Then let each state have at it. And if you want to well, move to New York and make fifty, then go right ahead. No, you, you you're exactly right. Is ten dollars an hour in New York? You you couldn't live. Yeah, but the minimum wage is zero. I, I've always said that. I mean, well, amen. You know, it sets yeah, it sets an artificial floor, and allows companies actually pay 
the minimum wage, which if there wasn't one, uh, there'd be a lot more competition in the marketplace. So it lets these companies like McDonald's and Burger King set a rate and, and stay at that rate instead of having to compete with each other. Well, that is a very good transition into mortgage rates hit 7%. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 7.13 uh, was the 30 year rate a couple of days ago. And I saw that because they said on a 300, I think, and $50,000 house, the mortgage and insurance now is up to around $2,700. And when that was down, when the mortgage rates were around 3%, that was about $1,500, $1,600. So we basically almost doubled what it costs to own a home at this point, which is just nuts that we're at that rate now. Yeah, I've, I've got a friend whose father was was is refinancing uh, to take two hundred thousand dollars out or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, and his payment is going from twelve hundred up to three thousand. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's got to hamper the, the the housing market. I mean, I, I haven't seen the latest housing market numbers. But there's no way you're going. To, there's no way the pace of the housing market over the last few years can can keep going. You know what they're saying now is the job report came out this week, and the job market is still extremely hot. So they're saying that's fueling uh, rumors of more rate hikes in the future. Because, and this is this is the weirdest thing to me, right? But the Fed is saying until we get the job market where we're either losing and the unemployment rates going up, or not as many people are being hired, they're going to keep raising interest rates. So they're basically trying to sort of stick us into a mild recession to get inflation under control. That's the goal. It's a crazy goal though. And you know what the interest rate went from 2.5 to over seven within, it feels like a 12 month period. And it stayed at that, you know, 3% rate for 10 or 12 years. It's still shocking to me that we didn't raise the interest rate or quarter of a point for 10 straight years and, and not have gotten and, to this point. And you, and you realize that the, the, the average house in 1980 was 40000 Mm-hmm. Now, the, the interest rate was $18. Yeah, the interest rate was 18 when Carter left. Yeah, so... so in my first house, I signed it at 7%. Yeah, so when I bought my first house 20 years ago, it was 7%. I thought it was a good rate. So it's all about the time period that you live in also, but 7 doesn't feel good at this point. Well, you can't have both. You, mm. you can't have a house that sold for $150,000 uh, 20 years ago going for, for $500,000 and right. have, have uh, 7%. You can't yep. have both. Yeah, that's the problem. It, the problem I have is is it's the Fed is attacking I- individuals. They are, yeah. And I mean, again, they went to sleep for 10 years. I mean, it's like the Fed just said for a 10-year period, we're just going to leave it at zero, which made no sense. Yeah, so money, this, money was free. It, it, so how does this impact, I'm not to get off topic here, but this has got to impact the presidential election for next year, I would think, because we're just going, I mean, signs are I, moving towards a recession I, at some point, and it always I think, impacts. I think it does, but I don't think that the average voter 
can digest two and, and two understand together. it. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a great also, point. Also, also the 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 president and you know I am no fan of Biden. The president doesn't have any direct control over that. Yeah, but people put two and two together. I mean, I, I agree that most people don't know that though. They, yep, I agree with you. You but know, how goes uh, the economy? How goes the presidential? You know, who who owns the White House? Again, this just proves to me that if the Republicans could get off their ass and nominate anyone besides Trump, they walk straight into the White House for the next eight years. Uh, I, I think that that that's that is a a very good term for it. walk straight into the White House. Yeah, don't you agree? I mean, I, oh, I no, really no, think I agree with you. I, any I agree candidate with you. besides Trump, any reasonable candidate wins. Now, I'm not sure anything changes at this point. We talked about this earlier. The federal government is on a just a path to disaster at some point with the amount of money we borrow and and what's going on in D.C. But still. I'd, I'd rather have somebody with an R beside their name than a than a Democrat. Wow! Uh, wow! Uh, yeah. If if nothing but for the Supreme Court, <laughs> which we've seen lately has been uh, ha, ha, has, on has, fire. has been solid. Yeah. Yes, and if you, if the Supreme Court was different, this country would be in a whole different shape right now, a whole different place. So but we anyway. have a a, a a Georgia deputy got popped. Yeah, this was a really sad story this week. But a Georgia deputy, his name was Ty Brown, twenty. He was actually twenty six years old, lived in Macon County. He was shot after pulling a suspect over at a traffic stop down in Chris County. So he worked for the Chris County Sheriff's Office, and this happened during the middle of the night. Uh, when this show comes out on Monday, it would have been the previous Wednesday. Uh, but he was pulling over a truck that had been flagged as stolen. Yeah, so just a very tragic, sad story for you this know, it, 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 young it police is, officer. It, it, it is a very, a very sad story. Mm-hmm. And this was down in the Cordell area, if everybody doesn't know where Crisp County is. So it's down off 75, probably down around exit 100. Uh, it's a very sad story in Georgia. Yeah, it it, it is a, a, a very sad story. Um, he didn't do anything wrong. No, he didn't. No, he's um, just done his job. And look, there are plenty of times that we see videos or see stories where a cop was wrong. This guy did nothing wrong. Nope. All he did was walk up to the damn truck. Yep. And, you know, they've released the name of the guy that shot him, but I don't. There's no reason even mentioning that at this point. F him. Uh, he'll he'll no, go to no, jail he, no, forever. And yeah. Should get a death penalty at the end of the day and have a quick execution, in my opinion. Well, I'm not a big death penalty guy, but uh, F him. I mean, just... <laughs> just Exactly. All the all this deputy did was walk up to, to, to the side of the truck and, and get mm-hmm. blasted. Yep, and it is it is very very sad. It is, man. I don't I don't know how to transition to the next story, but we have we have footballs filled with coke. <laughs> yes, and 
I think Dave, the story came from, uh, I think we've seen it on a couple different news stations. I think Jessica also reported it on the Georgia Virtue, but the Georgia Department of Corrections said four people were arrested after they tried to smuggle five footballs full of contraband into a prison. Uh, these five footballs had 11 bags of tobacco, five cell phones, and a bundle of cigarettes. <laughs> So people took footballs and filled them with drugs and paraphernalia, and we're going to take them into Baldwin State Prison. At least it was in Smith State. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know how dumb people think. Uh, I mean, did they think they were going to walk in a jail with a football and no one asked questions about that football and what it contained? Is I mean, are people that dumb? Yes. <laughs> obviously they are just a crazy story though I, I, yeah I'm, I'm gonna go check on my relatives in prison and i'm gonna stuff a football you have you have a, relatives a, in prison no i'm joking if i did but it's just <laughs> like hey let me fill this basketball up with a bunch of weed and cell phones and t- and take it with me through security yeah that's well that, that it's, sets it's, off it's, no it's, red it's, flags it's it's better than hiding it in your butthole I, I, yeah, that's a lot more comfortable, probably, <laughs> with the basketball. <laughs> I'm sure that occurs all the time. It does. It does. Uh, I, I I see the 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 booking reports. Yeah, it's uh, uh, attempting to to cross guard lines with with uh, contraband and all this. I, I I see the booking photos all the time. Jeez, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> Now let me ask you something. Would you want to smoke weed, or or, or do cocaine that somebody smuggled in in their butthole? I, I, you know, personally, I wouldn't. Uh, I'm not sure Hunter Biden wouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> not to throw Hunter Biden no, reference in. Hunter, Hunter, Hunter Biden might snort it out of your butthole. Yes, I think he's. Yeah, totally agree. No, I wouldn't. I I don't think I would. I'm, I don't do marijuana or cocaine anyway but if i did i wouldn't want it out of somebody's uh back end. i i heard you did <laughs> no not lately anyway <laughs> this is a good time to remind you that uh that <laughs> these are our opinions and not uh those of anyone not on the show or any uh respective company for with for which we work or otherwise associate ourselves with. I'm sorry. Hard to move on after that. <laughs> it, it is, it, after, after cocaine in the butthole, it, it is hard to move on. Uh, associate ourselves with on a regular or regular basis. <laughs> also, you could find uh, other relevant stories over at the georgiavirtue.com. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, Ken. Give me the mule. Yeah, so I don't know who this lady is, but obviously some people do. Her name's Jill Scott, so she's the mule of the week. She was performing this week on the second day of the Essence Festival on the perceived systemic racism in America, where she was singing a national anthem. The problem was she changed the lyrics to the national anthem. So, <clears throat> look, Dave, I'm not going to try to sing this, but I'm going to read what she changed the national the the, the uh, lyrics to. She said, "Oh, say can you see by the blood in the streets 
that this place doesn't smile on you, colored child, whose blood built this land with sweat in their hands, but will die in this place and your memory erased. Oh, say, does this hold truth? Does this truth hold any weight? This is not the land of the free, but the home of the slaves. Jesus H. Christ. Oh, say, can you see by the blood in the streets? Yeah, this is the same lady that a couple of years ago was talking to Jamel Hill about leaving the United States. She said some things you just don't have to deal with in other countries. And she was comparing the United States to Holland, saying you can basically do anything you want to in Holland. I promise you, Holland does not want this lady to come visit. <laughs> they would send her back really quickly. So I guess she's talking about Amsterdam when she refers to Holland that you can just walk around. And she says, if you want to get some A or buy some A, ain't nobody tripping on you. <clears throat> I like the idea of being able to be free as long as you're not harming anybody. Look, I don't disagree with that statement. Uh, but butchering the national anthem and this whole systemic racism she was going against. Yeah, she she's uh, she's quite a character. I. I- I don't get it, man. I, I don't get it. I, I don't I, I don't get crapping on, on on the national anthem. I don't get it. I don't either. Um you know, I I'm a big Braves fan. Thirty games over over five hundred, by the way. Um and when Timothy Miller comes on to sing God bless America in uh, in the mid seventh, it, it honestly tears me up. It, look, I think the same thing could be said anytime you hear it. I don't care if it's at your local, uh, you know, American Legion event or or if you're at a rodeo or we may go to the Atlanta Motor Speedway on Sunday night. I think anywhere it does, not just, I mean, and it really doesn't even matter who sings it sometimes. It's just the thought of, of the American National, or, you know, the, of it being played is incredible. So... Oh no! And it it, it 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 even sitting in my easy chair, sitting in my in my lazy boy, uh, when I hear "God Bless America," mm-hmm. um, it it honestly tears me up. Yep. You know, and, and, and you know that to to have such disrespect. Yeah, for, it's total disrespect for this country uh, bothers me, and, and it's not it's not because I'm a veteran. It's not it, for any other reason. Is you know I have I have a true affection for for this country, and what it, she doesn't realize is the First Amendment gives her the right to do what she did. Without the First Amendment, she wouldn't even be able to do what she did in other, in certain countries. No, you're absolutely right. She has she has the right to say whatever the hell she wants, which we support. I, I mean, I, I fully support her being an absolute idiot. Uh, but without the first without the First Amendment, what this country was founded on, she wouldn't even have had this right in, in a lot of countries around the world. No, you're exactly right. Now, what did so? <laughs> Margie was kicked out of the uh, out of the Freedom Caucus. <laughs> yes, moving on from the mule. Uh, so the Freedom Caucus is a group of what thirty to forty members. The roles are kept very secret up in D.C. Thomas Massey is probably one of the most uh, 
you know, Thomas Massey's, I think, is in the Freedom Caucus. Uh, Andrew Clyde is in the Freedom Caucus, a representative up out of northeast Georgia. They're sort of the, I hate to say, the far right party, because I think the Freedom Caucus is more about just supporting limited government and, and liberty-based legislation. So I don't call that far right. I just call that what our country is based on. Marjorie Taylor was in it, and they, the members of the Freedom Caucus actually voted to kick her out this week. So that was uh, she was the first member that's ever actually been kicked out of the Freedom Caucus. How much of that is is her her um, connection to uh, McCarthy? Yeah, that's what the whole thing was, and we've talked about this quite a bit. But so, and what the Freedom Caucus does, the basics behind it is when an issue comes up in D.C. to vote on. The Freedom Caucus will vote as a as a body of people, and they'll say, do we want to vote yes or no on this legislation? And if a certain percentage of the members say we're voting a certain way, then everybody votes that way. So I think the threshold is 75 or 80%. So if 80% of the Freedom Caucus members say we're going to vote no on this legislation, all the Freedom Caucus members have to vote no on that legislation. So it's a, it's a way for the group to stick together, and in today's world where Republicans only have a few seat majority in D.C., it gives them a lot of power to have influence on legislation that's moving through the system. Yeah, but I think she got kicked out, like you said, because she's cozied up to the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, and some of the positions she's took has been kind of anti-freedom caucus, and they just said enough is enough and voted her out. It's, it's, it's very interesting. It really it is. is. It's really inter- yeah. It's really interesting. Yep. As far as what it does for a district, I don't know that it changes anything. No, I don't think it does. Uh, but it, it just continues to show this movement of Marjorie Taylor Greene to more of the establishment wing of the Republican Party and away from what she's really run on for the last four years. Uh, it's it's just a big change for her. Yeah, I I I, I don't I, I don't know what this does for. It, it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that she's she is she's bulletproof. She is in her district. She's totally bulletproof, and she's you know, she said the GOP. I mean, her statement after getting kicked out was that GOP has less than two years to show America what a strong unified Republican led Congress will do when President Trump wins the White House in 2024. So she has not backed away from supporting President Trump for uh, presidency next year, but she has backed away from being more of the liberty-minded, small-government Republican that she really came out you, as you know, early I, on. I, I, I don't think the Liberty, liberty Caucus is small-government. <laughs> it, it's, 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 it's all about Trump. Um, yeah, it could be. Yep. I, I Trump was not small government. I, I I don't care what anybody thinks about that, but Trump no, was wasn't. not small government. No, I mean he raised the deficit more than any president in the history. He of the he US also has. he also uh, introduced anti gun legislation. Uh, look, I have. Big problems with Trump on the yeah, Trump's gun a side. populist Republican. Yeah, he's a populist Republican. He's not uh, a small government Republican at all. He's a populist, right? So, so the I don't I, I don't think that the uh, 
that 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 group is small government. They're not. Um, do I think Margie is? No, no, no. She she she's a she's a pro Trump. Yeah, she she's a populist care. legislator again. I mean, yeah, she's pro Trump, uh, pro Marjorie Taylor Greene, and do whatever it takes to stay relevant. And look, she does a pretty good job at it. Yeah, she does an outstanding job. She really does. I have to commend her on that. You know, I, I, I've been to her events, and I've met the people that, that support her. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> I mean, they, these, these are not scholars. No, but they're, yeah, but they're middle of America. I well, mean, it, people it, that'll stand up like you just, I mean, look, the people that support her, I mean, I love the people. That, I mean, it's people that voted me into office when I was running. They're great people. They care about their community. They care about their country. You, they've got you, families, but. You got voted in by morons? Well, I don't know I mean, mor- look, so, some of the people that, that, that I met that, that support her are morons. Yeah, there are some, I mean, she got tied up with the Q group, and I think some of those were, yeah, like totally morons, right, with Tim Foles on their head. But there's still a lot of just great country people, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. I mean, it's just people that live out in the countryside, right, that think Marjorie is is fighting for them. And it's the same people that like Trump because they think Trump is fighting for them. Like they can, they think Trump loves them. And uh, you, know, you, know, you know what? I th- I think he does. I I think he looks at him a lot. I think he looks at him different than most politicians do. Yeah, I think I think he has a genuine affection f- for 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 country folk. I do, and I think most people in DC, all they have an affection for is people inside the Beltway. Uh, so yeah, I do think that's where Trump is different. Is he can, and it's like DeSantis. We said earlier, DeSantis is not connecting with with the people that that Trump connected with, and he'll never do that. I mean, that he just never will. Well, that's probably true. All right, let's let's do this quickly. Uh, uh, White House had a had a pretty crappy week. Yeah, I mean, coming off of the Supreme Court decisions that y'all talked about last week, there were two more. Uh, things that happened this week, drug, you know, cocaine was found in the White House this week, which I still have no clue why this story even made the headlines and why the White House didn't sweep this under the rug. So I wonder if there's another story here, Dave, that we're overlooking. Is is this going to be pinned on Kamala Harris and her husband? Is it going to be pinned on Biden somehow? Are we setting the stage for someone else to come in and, and run as president on the Democrat side next year. I just don't know why this ever got traction. I mean, it's turned into a big story now, but I'm not sure why this ever even was a story in the, in the first place. Man, I, I, I don't think that, that anybody else is going to run on the Democratic side. You know, it just j- just on feels. I don't. I just so. don't know why this popped up as a story. Uh, it's this is going to hit somebody hard, and I don't think we know who yet. I th- I wouldn't be surprised if it was the VP candidate or Kamala Harris. 
Um, this is going to be traced back to somebody and that somebody's going to be in a lot of trouble. This is not some random event, I don't think. So right. we'll have to watch this story over the next couple. So, this is conspiracy, you, Ken, right? <laughs> you know that that Elvis Presley walked into the White House with a pocket full of cocaine, right? Yeah, and Snoop Dogg said he smoked pot in the White House uh, when Obama was president. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, but I mean, why is this such a big deal? I mean, I guess that's the point, though. Why is this such a big deal that? And why does this continue to become such a big deal? Why wasn't this kind of just swept under the rug? Find a cocaine, find out who did it, uh, and let's move on. This is a bigger this is a bigger story for some reason. So you think that this is this is an excuse to jettison uh, uh, Kamala? I do. I think it's something within her part. I think it's something around her that's going to be found. I think you're going to get rid of her. She's I mean, she was an affir- look, affirmative action was shot down last week. She's affirmative action higher. Uh, I'm not putting two and two together there, but uh, yeah, she's an idiot. No, she's an idiot. I mean, she, 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 she's an idiot. I mean, uh, uh, she's just dumb. Yeah, she is. Uh, uh, Joe Biden's not as no Rhodes Scholar, <laughs> but she's dumb. I know, but we'll so, see what comes out of this. So that's 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 interesting. It's just you know we'll, we'll we'll see what comes out of it. But but carrying drugs in the White House is not new. I mean, look, Elvis showed up at the White House, knocked on the front gate with a pocket full of cocaine. And it's like, hey, I want to talk to the president. And did. Because he's Elvis friggin' Presley. <laughs> All right, Kenny, as we're winding down, what do you, what do you have for your closing thought? Yeah, I had two closing thoughts real quick. Number one is Jimmy Carter, President Carter, and Rosalind are celebrating their 77th anniversary. I cannot believe they've been married that long. And, you know, President Carter went into hospice six months or so ago, and he's still with us. So that's amazing. But that's an amazing celebrating 77. God, God, God bless him. I mean, look. So, yeah, yeah, seriously. It, it, 77 it, years it, is absolutely amazing. He's my least favorite president, but as 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 a person— God bless him. Yep. And then the second thought is my son, Luke, is about to go on uh, a conservative conference tour. So he goes to TPUSA next week and down in Florida. Then he goes to Young American Federation in D.C. for a week. And then he goes to a Young Americans for Liberty conference in Orlando. So the boy is racking up sky miles this summer and he's going to get to hobnob with a lot of political people coming up here over the next three to four weeks. So uh, he's going to be having a lot of fun being 18 years old. Well, good, good for the boy. Good for him. It's exciting. I told him, you never know who you're going to meet, right? Uh, So good stuff. I I, want to thank Jessica for, uh, uh, for filling in last week. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, I, I I love you, Kenny, but you know it it it, it was um, 
it was like the old days recording with Jesse. Yeah, y'all did a great job. But uh, I, 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 she, she, uh, uh, she does a great job on on the Georgia Virtue. Anybody who's listening, please follow the Georgia Virtue. It, it does a great job of of, of exposing uh, what's wrong within the state of Georgia. And I also got her books in the mail this week. We uh, I bought her three books that she that she's been working on over the past few years, and got those in the mail this week. So thanks, Jessica, for sending those along. Outstanding. So, on that thought, Ken, thank you, thank you very much. You are my partner in this endeavor. Eric, thanks for uh, uh, editing the horrible audio that, that we send you every week. I'm Dave Roberts. We'll talk to you next week. Catch me howling at the moon